My name is Steve Darnell, and my work seeks to understand workflows and data management within oil and gas companies. Hello, my name is Andrew Gary, and welcome to Seismic Sound Off In-Depth Conversations in Applied Geophysics. In this episode, Steve Darnell discusses digital transformation in the oil and gas industry highlighted in September's The Leading Edge. Steve discusses in depth how digital transformation improves business processes. He emphasizes the importance of cybersecurity, how to start the digitalization process, and highlights the common obstacles companies face when embracing digital transformation. He also comments on the common misperceptions and the hidden benefits of embracing digital advancements. Steve Darnell is the president and CEO of Catalyst Data Management. And this conversation on digital transformation connects to all parts of the oil and gas workflow and showcases its value proposition for companies. Geophysical Insights sponsors this episode. Change your tools, change your world. Machine learning technology is accelerating interpretation workflows and yielding new insights in seismic and well data. Check out the guided workflows on the Paradise AI workbench, including stratigraphic analysis, automatic fault detection, attribute generation and selection, and seismic facies classification, to name a few. Paradise is available on-premises or in the cloud. Visit geoinsights.com products to get better tools. And now my conversation with Steve Darnell. Well, one of the things we're talking about today is September's The Leading Edge, which has a special section on digital transformation. And kind of want to start there. What does digital transformation mean to you? Yeah, digital transformation is interesting because people have a lot of different definitions for digital transformation, right? So I, I break digital transformation down into two things. There's the digitized part, which means taking information that's in a physical form, typically, and converting that to a, a digital environment. But the transformation part is is, is the most compelling part of that mix. And that is bringing that data to life and just digitizing it doesn't really add value other than you've made it digital. The transformation part really adds the value. And that's that's collecting all the relevant information around it, the metadata, uh, describing the data set and the asset, you know, where that came from, where fit, you know, where it is in the world and, and making that spatially aware. So people, the geoscientists, the users, understand the context of that data. Just digitizing it only is part of it. And you got to do the transformation part to complete that. And then allowing the access of that information in a digital world is the complete workflow. Uh, And that's what digital transformation, the way we describe it internally and what it means to us. You know, these things like artificial intelligence and machine learning, they become such buzzwords that it almost kind of feels like everyone's doing it, but that that might not be the case. What percentage of geophysical operations would you estimate are still being executed manually or in a semi-manual fashion? Uh, I would say probably 65 to 75%. Look, there's lots of <laughs> there's lots of projects going on, right? So, there's lots of activity but there's not lots of activity that are actually in production. There's lots of IT projects, very interesting IT projects around AI ML. We're doing some ourselves, creating those models and then using those in an environment. But today, those are using very limited workflows in the upstream space, at least what we see. But there's a big movement and 
and companies are really trying to move um, in that direction. But there's not a lot of those workflows today that are in production where people are using them on their day-to-day basis. Yeah, speaking of IT, one of the the papers in this month, Hamilton and Rausch published an article called The Oil and Gas Cybersecurity Enigma, and they write, cybersecurity defense should be as central to our organizational culture as turning on our workplace computer. What do you think about the importance of cybersecurity within the digital transformation of the industry? Yeah, you can't put enough emphasis on cybersecurity. I think it's a huge issue. Um, It's a huge issue for us. I'll give you, you know, one of our customers, you know, we had to re- did a review for 18 months to go through a process to be to be certified to be able to to host and manage uh, digital data for this customer. And look, everyone's worried about it. Everyone's worried about getting attacked. Everyone's worried about ransomware. Everyone's worried about where their data and and not being able to use their information and somehow being hijacked. And we spend a tremendous amount of time with that. We actually have disaster recoveries and business continuity plans. We go through SOC 2 uh, certification every single year. We do all kinds of penetration tests. And, and then lastly, the most important is we have to train our employees. We go through processes with our employees because most of the cyber attacks actually come through your employee clicking on something or um, you know something happens in the midst of their daily work that that causes something to happen in the cybersecurity world, a negative reaction. So we spend a tremendous amount of time and, and I, I think it's one of those things that causes a little bit of hesitation for some of our customers, but it is one that we do have to overcome and continue to fight. I mean, it's a battle, right? I mean, it's, a, it's one of those things we're always fighting against. Yeah, an ongoing reality on the ground there. You know, another thing that that you hear a lot kind of in, in buzzwords is breaking down the silos, these specialist silos between all of the, the users in, in a geophysical system. And Tomlinson et al. discussed this in their own paper. Do you have some best practices in allowing all of the relevant users to access all of the data and information across these various workflows that they might need to do their job? And that's the most important thing. I mean, that's where you know, you take the next step on digital transformation. It's, it's you know, uh, we have our, our tagline is unleash your data's potential. And that's really what it's about, right? And uh, users want more data and they want quality information and they want it accessible. And that's what this process is about. So we, we do unlock and we do provide that data where all different types of users, no matter what field they're in or what they're in the process to access that information. And they know it's quality information and then been able to leverage that within the applications that are relevant to their workflow because you've got tremendous amounts of application different applications that perform work at for different parts of the workflow and our our job and i think the job of digital transformation and elevating the environment is to provide data quality data through that entire workflow and allow them to interpret or use that information that best suits their job and their workflow. Let's now kind of head back almost to the very beginning of a digital transformation process. Why should a company go through this process that can, I'm sure, be quite an undertaking of digitalizing its subsurface data archives? Well, there's lots of different reasons, right? Um, you know, uh, access to data is, is critical. You talked about AIML. Obviously, it requires a tremendous amount of data. So, you know, if you're going to leverage that, you need to look at what you have internally. And I think companies 
think about the investment and sometimes it can be you know really hard but but think about our uh, the operators are, are functioning at a much higher rate of efficiency with less people the only way you can achieve that is by providing the data more readily available and efficiently to those users and the argument and the understanding is the only way we're going to do that is by making it digital and investing back in that information and bringing it to the user because if they're spending time looking for data they're not spending time analyzing the information and too many times we see that companies don't invest enough or they stop in the middle of the process and now you're in both worlds you have some in physical some in digital and and they really get caught because they're not achieving their ultimate goal which is to bring that data to life and then being able to use it and you see the results and how quickly decisions are made when data is readily available to to the users. Well, your company Catalyst is on the front line of data management and this industry's digital transformation, you know, maybe including cybersecurity here. What have you found the most common obstacles for companies to move forward with embracing digital transformation? The size of the problem and the condition of their their data management at the time they want to they want to conduct it. I mean, we have customers that have nine or ten different databases that have been tracking this information for 20, 30, 40 years. The quality of, of information is not great. So they're starting a lot of times in a very bad spot. So they don't even know the size of the problem. They just know that they they have a big problem. And so management, senior management likes clarification. Well, how much is this going to cost and what's the ROI? And a lot of times these large companies especially don't have a good handle on what their physical asset mix looks like. They just know it's a big problem. And so you've got to overcome that initial hurdle of let's, you know, a lot of times we focus on a program. Let's not think about how big this problem is. Let's start a program and, and focus on your key areas where you see the most value today. Where are you working today? And let's try to work through the problem instead of trying to necessarily boil the ocean. They say, let's focus on key areas and, and work on a program to get them over that initial hurdle. Because if you look at the whole entire process, it can be a little bit overwhelming, especially when you're when you're coming into it a little bit blind with not good information to allow you to make better decisions. You know, maybe going from what is what's actually happening with digital transformation to something that maybe it's just in companies' minds, are there some common misperceptions of what digital transformation is going to mean for companies? Well, I think we've already seen some customers Andrew, uh, they they think that if they digitize something and put it in the cloud, that or you know in a public cloud or something, that okay we're done. Uh, that's digital transformation, and so they they go around this process of scanning some documents or reading some tapes or bringing some information together, putting it up in the cloud, and saying okay uh, we just did digital transformation, and that that's far far from the truth. There's so many processes that go into a successful digital transformation program and process. And you've got to think about the applications that are using it and the, and the entire workflow of that. So I, I would say the misconception is that they, they have this idea that the cloud and just converting it to a digital and throwing in a file and putting it in the cloud solves their problem. As we have seen, that only makes the problem worse because now they have the physical part and they have this digital file sitting in the cloud somewhere with no real management of it. 
You know, speaking of the cloud, one of the things that SEG is seeing a little bit more are these open access articles. And there's one article of, like that in this month's special section where the code and the data is widely available. What role does sharing code and data have in furthering the digital transformation in the oil and gas industry? Yeah, I, I think open source technology is really good. I mean, I think there's this OSDU initiative around a consortium of bringing together and kind of liberating the use of moving data to applications and having the, the applications to the data. And, and that's changing, you know, how we look at the overall environment. So I, I do think as it relates to that, that we, we're seeing a move as far as it relates to digital transformation around the data and those initiatives of OSDU and making things more open is a trend. But again, some really smart people are generating some really great applications and technology and obviously they want to be able to monetize that. So open technology is great because it helps more players play in the in the arena, but you also have to recognize, you know, when there's really great technology that's been developed and allowing those players to be involved because those technologies what really move the needle. You know, as someone on the front line with these companies, are there just some hidden benefits that you know that companies and end users will discover about digital transformation once they embrace these advancements? Well, it's a great question because I think what they find is the benefit is a lot of times internally, it's uh, they discover what was previously undiscovered information and data, right? So they didn't even know that that information was there. They didn't even know they had that data. And once that imagination starts to hit them that there's information out there that can help them do their job better, then they start pushing for that information to be available and they see a productivity gain extremely quickly. And also a, a kind of a hidden benefit here is that people change jobs. People come into an organization and before they would, you know, people leave, they, they, you know, they would leave with all this information in their head and all the data and the knowledge. But now that's moved into an environment where people can come in and out of the organization, move on to different roles, and everyone's starting from the same playing field, which is, here's what I have, here's the information, and I can leverage all of that. So the, there's a lot of benefit in providing that data and that information more easily, because then that doesn't go with them, that stays with the company, the next person comes in, and, and, and they're hit the ground running much, much quicker. You know, one of the great things also about things being more digital is just the reach globally and, and Catalyst itself is a global company. What unique challenges do companies in different regions of the world face when trying to embrace digital transformation? Yeah, and I think that's a that's a really difficult one. Uh, and, and it's because, look, as much as we we have a global environment and we're sharing information, especially on the seismic side, we're still talking about huge multi-terabyte data sets. And so trying to move them around the world is, is not an easy environment. So you're really trying to focus on bringing the, those teams to the data so that you don't have to move data around. And so every every location has its own set of, of challenges. And so what we, what we like to do is we capture data locally, meaning if I'm in Perth or I'm in Malaysia or Canada, that data that I'm that I'm touching, I'm I'm dealing with it locally. I'm doing the digitizing of that data in a local sense, but I can transform it as part of a global ecosystem that allows me to and allows the team to 
use people from Malaysia to help in Canada and vice versa. So it's really getting tighter and tighter as applications and and the bandwidth does improve. You're seeing more access to data, even though it's sitting in Malaysia, you got people in Houston using it and, and we're tying all that together based on workflows and how our customers are using the information. Still a big challenge, but that challenge is starting to get smaller and smaller. The, the silos, you spoke about silos earlier, there were really, not only were there silos within the organization, there were silos within countries. Those are starting to break down because of digital transformation and how data can now be used through technology instead of you know having to be in a, in a particular location to, to use the information. What potential areas for development to further enhance the value of digital transformation is there in the industry? I still think AIML is the big one, right? I, I still think, I know it's a buzzword and I know we've talked about it for quite a while, but still, Andrew, we don't see them in practice as much as we, we would like to see them in practice. So I think the big one is taking it from an IT project and, and creating that environment into the and, and really embedding it as part of the digital transformation process. Digitizing is what I call heavy lifting. Transformation is what I call the value. And AI and ML can be a real powerful part of that transformation. And what it means is that that information gets presented in much quicker, uh, but also with much more quality. Once you build the models, you train the tools. So I still think the biggest movement that we can make, especially in the near term, is to implement, embed AI and ML as part of our day-to-day workflow. What questions kind of keep you up at night about the possibilities of digital transformation? Well, I mean, look, I, I think the world is still sitting, especially on the upstream side. And I was doing some analysis not too long ago. And the amount of data still that's not digital or not digitally transformed in an environment that can be used is probably still over 50 percent. That's still not readily available in a sense of digital transformation. So there is still a huge environment that's sitting there not adding value or just sitting in a warehouse or sitting in someone's desk, not being used in a broader sense. So, you know, those kind of things. And I think those possibilities are still huge. And I think, and my hope is that companies don't abandon that, that they continue to invest and see the potential of how that can help their companies in the future make better decisions. And always the thing that you know keeps me up at night, keeps me worrying sometimes is always around the cybersecurity engine. Going back to that, you're always thinking about that. That never, that little you know, twinge right there that you think about, that never goes away when you talk about cybersecurity. When you make things digital, that, that always plays an important part and always needs to be near the front of your thoughts when you're when you're dealing with digital data. And kind of lastly here for people you know, coming up in the industry, you know, you are CEO of Catalyst, you, you've made it a long way. What principle teaching or point of view has helped you succeed in your field? I think, you know, for any young person, you know, we, we think about how our goals and, and what we want to achieve. And, and I think it's important for people to have those goals. And, uh, you know, look, at the end of the day, I was an IT guy, Growing up, I, I learned it from the technical side, which which I think helps me tremendously as, as I moved into an organization. But I would tell people, and this is not, they don't like to hear it, but I, w- I would tell people to be patient and to make sure that learning is a process and you, you need to absorb all you can from the people around you. 
because those things matter as you elevate in your career and find the things that you're passionate about. I think passion plays a big role in success. And if you're passionate about something, you work tremendously hard in that field. And, and so I'm a big believer in passion and commitment. And I think it served me well in my career. Well, Steve, I really appreciate your time on on this really major and, and important topic and for sharing your insights into what's going on now and what could happen in the future. Well, thank you, Andrew. I appreciate the time. And uh, I hope my information that I, you know, we talked about today is useful to other people as well. SEG produces Seismic Sound Off to benefit its members, the scientific community, and inform the public on the value of geophysics. To show your support for this show, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Simply go to Seismic Sound Off on Apple Podcasts and Spotify on your phone. It takes less than five seconds to leave a five-star rating and is the number one action you can take to show your appreciation for this free resource. And follow the podcast while you are on the app to be notified when each new episode releases. Original music created by Zach Bridges. This episode was hosted, edited, and produced by me, Andrew Gary at 51 Features. The SEG podcast team is Jennifer Cobb, Kathy Gamble, and Ali McGinnis. Thank you for listening. This is Seismic Sound Off, signaling off.